Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 76 of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions. Times two. Oh my gosh, times three. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are three of us today. My name is Adam. I am Justin. And I'm Matthew. How's it going? And we're so happy to have you guys all with us today. We're going to be honest with you. There's no subject plan. We're winging this one. Oh, Adam, you're not supposed to we're tell again, them that. I mean, we have all the subjects planned. We're not winging this one. We're in total control. At all. We're in total control today. <gasps> Did you guys know that it is now... Again, well, you both know. I've told you both. But did you guys... <laughs> I'm about to ask Don't you Don't assume my knowledge. Texting while driving, using your phone while driving is now officially illegal oh, yeah, in Arizona. I, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you did. <laughs> well, it's really funny, actually. Me and, me and Adam were uh, talking about this the other day, Justin. So it's illegal to talk on your phone now, and they can okay. pull you over for it. Except there's a grace period yeah, involved like with this a new year law. And a half. <laughs> yeah, it's literally over 18 months where it's just going to be a warning. So they're just going to inconvenience you for 15 minutes. Yeah, you know, just pull you over and do that. But you know, I think that's effective because if you are getting pulled over and you see the lights behind you and everything, uh-huh. you still are going to get that, oh my God, I'm so fucked. Like, what am I going to do? I cannot afford a ticket. And they're going to be like, you were on your phone. You're like, okay, it's illegal. Holy shit. And they're going to be like, well, we're not going to ticket you. So if that happens like two, three times in this year and a half, I think you're going to be weaned off the phone Right. By, uh, I, I kind of agree. Well, Just the inconvenience alone of now you're like 15 yeah. minutes late to wherever you're going. Right. Well, and then you had mentioned something <laughs> earlier to Justin to where I think that grace period is also allowing people to get whatever, you know, third party device they need to to, to use their phone hands like free. Bluetooth for the know, car. Yeah, Bluetooth yeah. for the car and stuff like that so that they're able to use that. But I think it was I think it was already illegal in like some cities here or some counties at least. But so we we may not actually be safe in our county. Maybe it was already illegal here, but you know, that I, hasn't stopped me. I was me. actually under the assumption for the last many years that it was illegal. I didn't I already thought I wasn't allowed to do that. So well, I already haven't been I missed out. Well, because I, I think it was, though. I think, like, in Maricopa County, for sure, I think, or at least some cities here in Arizona, I think it was, like, I think it was, like, back in 2007 that it was, so like, So this is, they did illegal. the whole state, right? Yeah, so now it's, like, the whole state. That's, you're not allowed to do it anymore. Well, I'm originally from California, where it's been <clears throat> illegal for a really long time already, <laughs> And That's silly. When it's one of the dumbest. I was gonna say it's one of the dumbest states. You go I feel like, like to five miles law. an hour, don't you? Aren't you always in traffic? <laughs> no, you should be paying attention though. I mean, True. you're in traffic, True. but you still have to pay attention. But it's been illegal there for a long time. <laughs> and when I came here, I thought it was super cool that I could talk on my phone. And drive. <laughs> <laughs> I it was great. It's the Wild West. Were, were they like real sticklers about it Big in Los time. Angeles, though? Because Big time. because I feel like here where I was living was uh, I feel like it was also illegal. But I I feel like I I mean I never got pulled over for it. I feel like I never knew anybody never who got pulled, pulled over for it. it. Yeah. Well, I was one time in the car with somebody, and it was illegal already. So some people like to you know, look down at their, in this case, vagina, as, you know, they are stopped at a light 
and play with their phone or text somebody back or whatever. And I remember this actually really freaked me out. <clears throat> but it was a cop that pulled up right next to us and he took his, you know, super crazy strong flashlight and f- flashed it down. Oh, it was like there was two cops. One was on the driver side, one was on the passenger side. Oh, fun. And the one on the passenger side just like you know, shines his light. Yeah, like right from his window into the driver's side of ours. And it was so weird because the light was like a, like an arm almost, like an extension of them. Right. It just felt so like invasive. But that led me to never even try to chance it. Like, yeah, it's okay. I'll just I'm LA, not try. It. LA cops are are weird though. They're 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 definitely a different breed. They of are cops. known um, around the country for having like the worst protocol or not yes. following protocol. Oh, being yes. very aggressive, very violent. There was a story that a friend had told me. In reg- Actually, I, I think it was one of our, our roommates uh, that we lived with at the time in Los Angeles who was telling me this story where they were at like a stoplight and there was a cop that pulled up behind them and turned on their lights, right? And he was pretty confident that they weren't doing anything wrong. So they tried to like move over so that the cop could pass. And the cop, or I'm sorry, the cop didn't turn on the lights. The cop just, like, pulled up behind them. And so, and then the guy, like, went to go, like, get into another lane, and the cop got into that lane also. So he was like, okay. So then he got back over in the other lane, and the cop followed him back in the other lane, and then turned on his lights and pulled him over and was, like, your reckless driving. Like, literally put him in a situation to be like, okay, well, now I get to pull you over. Like, I've just... I, I have fortunately have not had any bad experiences with the LA cops. I don't think I've been pulled over once in Los Angeles, but yeah, I've I've just heard stories that they are notoriously dicks. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just crazy. Like, how do LA cops feel? Like, like knowing that they are the dicks of the country. You I know? feel like dicks are attracted to dicks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I feel like anybody who wants says the gay to guy. Says the gay guy. <laughs> anybody who wants to work for you know the LAPD is probably. A dick. Like, oh, they get to do that to people? I want to do that to people. Right. It's it's weird. LA, is, LA it's, needs um, to be its own country. <laughs> California needs to be its own the country. The United States of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I I think that is... Uh, they just I mean, do, it, they it feels just, like you are when you live yeah, there. Yeah, it, it really does. They, they just do things and that state conducts themselves in such a different way than every other state in this country. I feel like where it's like, like there, there are even like nationwide laws that LA is like, okay, that's cool, but we're going to do it this way. And everybody's just cool with it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird. It's a weird There's place. something really interesting. I mean, you can say it's California or whatever, but there's this mentality with, I mean, California specific, but coastal states, okay? Like, what I've noticed in Arizona is if you're at a gas station, you know when you're doing a road trip or something and you're just, you need to get out and stretch your legs, mm-hmm. you kind of have that, I'm on a road trip and it look like shit, I don't care because I'm not staying here. Right. So I don't care if anyone thinks I look nice here. <laughs> and then you get out, you get yourself a donut or what the fuck ever, and then you go to take, go to the bathroom, get back in your car and go. Mm-hmm. You don't have that in California. You don't have that in coastal states. You hit the end. So mm. in California, you just there's a slight sense of superiority almost. And I feel it's the same in the Pacific Northwest as well, mm-hmm. where you think, 
we're at the place where everybody wants to go. So why would we leave? And we're the place where everybody wants to go, so we're better. Well, in California, too, for what I realized from living there is they have a very, especially if you grew up there and if you've lived there most of your life, mm-hmm. there's a very skewed idea of what it's like in, like, other states. Oh, for sure. Like, I re- I remember when I lived there, and the second I told people I was from Arizona, it was just jumping down my throat. Of, are you Democrat or are you Republican? Like, I don't, asked you that. Don't you? Yeah, you did. Like You're you, from Arizona? You guys, yeah. You're not a Republican, <laughs> are you? Yes, that's exactly. I got I got like chastised by ten my ten roommates. Well, they look at being at anything other than liberal as like a disability almost, right. or like you were just weren't informed properly. Well, I even I even remember when before you moved here, you had you had told me, or after you'd already been living here for a little bit, you had told me that you were, were a little bit under the impression that you would come here and be chastised a little bit or, like, shunned for being gay. And then you got here, then you realized nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, I <laughs> thought know? I was going to be chastised <laughs> for being gay, and I thought that I was going to be chastised for being, like, left of center. Uh-huh. And... No one one time ever asked me, ever. Mm-hmm. We're in California. It's it's like a topic of conversation. It's like the second question you ask somebody you just meet. How weird. There's, yeah. what's your name? Mm-hmm. Where are you from? What do you do? Red or blue? Yes. That's very <laughs> accurate. <laughs> so if you ever moved to Los Angeles, Weird. Matthew, <laughs> be prepared for all that. I, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a very, I come from a really, really big, small town. Right. It's supposed to be a city, but it's really, it doesn't feel like you're in one. Yeah. And the police there are really nice. <laughs> so you get lots of warnings. I never got like pulled over and actually given a ticket uh-huh. ever. Until I moved to this town that I live in now. Mm-hmm. And in this town, I've lived here for now three years. I've been pulled over like five times. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and ticketed like three or four of the times. Yeah, I got, I got. So I never had an issue with any of that stuff, man. It's yeah. very, it's very quiet where I'm from. Like I said, LA is, it is in its own league. 100%. And I still don't get why so many people like to move there. I know so many people who are like, oh, I'm moving to Los Angeles. I'm like, why? So well, that's where you go to make it big. Oh, but it's when, not anymore, though. When that's I moved here, me. everyone would ask, where are you from? And I would tell them, i say, why are you here? Why are you here? And I had very specific reasons why I was here. Mm-hmm. And I gave them to to them. You know, I would tell them, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. Well, I want to move to L.A., First question I'd ask is, how old are you? 24. Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go. Are you kidding? I moved there when I was 17. Yeah. Okay. When I first moved out into an apartment, there was five of us in a two-bedroom apartment. And it was amazing. It was a party. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You know? You love the fact that there's a damn hole in your water oh my god i'm in like a shitty apartment in los angeles i'm totally yeah here in the city it's like part of the los angeles experience yeah Yeah. oh my god i was accosted by a homeless person (laughs) wow oh my god i saw paparazzi wow Mm -hmm. you know 
And then, you know, you see your first famous person forget about it. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And then you realize that, like, happens once a week at least. Yeah. <laughs> and that they're usually assholes. <laughs> yeah. You know. The, what was the first famous person you met not working on a film set? Like, met or saw? Because I saw saw, Pine, saw Ed Helms. Ed Helms. Okay. He was the he was the one he was in the office. He played Andy in the off for those out there who don't know. And then his most his most uh prominent role is probably in the hangover. He was the guy who woke up and had the Mike Tyson face tattoo and was missing a tooth. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was I was in a guitar center, the one on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And I was just I was just like I was homeless at the time. So I was just in there <laughs> and I was uh just like playing the guitars and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden he walked in after me. It was like like I said, it was the Los Angeles experience. And uh and he walked in after me and I just you know he started he's a a very uh, good musician and he was, you know, playing guitars and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh, Ed Helms. And then after that, it felt like, like every other day I was seeing somebody. I'm trying to think which one Ed Helms is the younger guy, dark hair. Did, did you ever see the hangover? The movie, the hangover? Yeah, or, are you talking remember. about from the, you, you watched the office, yeah. right? He, he was the one who like ended up taking over Steve Carell. When Steve Carell left, he became like the ma- quote unquote, the manager of, the office was a younger or older character. Younger. Oh, was he the one that um, the Mindy girl would flirt with all the time? No, 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 no. Oh my goodness. He was the one who ended up dating like Angela, the blonde girl that Dwight used to be with. You know what? Talk amongst yourselves. I'll show you a picture. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I could tell this is eating you up inside. So let me just look it up for you. I'm trying to think the first person I yeah, ever Did you saw. meet any famous people? Just a now? lot. A lot. Because I worked at the Starbucks. That and, guy. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Yep. He was in the movie with Jennifer Aniston with the road trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I know who that one is. No, no. Actually, that was Jason Sudeikis. Different guy. But. Really? Yeah. I thought it was that guy. No, you're wrong. Well, whatever. <laughs> I know who that guy is, though. So I worked at a Sunset... I worked at a uh, Starbucks on uh, San Vicente and Barrington, which is one street down from Sunset, two streets from Hollywood Boulevard. And um, I saw a lot of famous people in there to the point where... You're either really excited to see one. You're like, oh, no, not this one again. Because some of them really like to make a scene. But we saw a lot of people in there. Angelina Jolie came in there one time. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And she did not speak to anybody. She was holding her baby. And she had, like, a team of people buzzing around her. Yeah. Who would order for her and stuff. Um, Another one that would come in a lot. Um, was Jamie? Wait, where, where was this at? Starbucks. Again? Oh, Starbucks. Okay. Starbucks store three eighty one, I believe it is, or five eighty one, and it was right on the corner of San Vicente and and Barrington, right by Whole Foods. That's where I learned about Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place. It's, it's all the rage. But yeah, so she'd come in. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis lives in Mandeville Canyon, which is just almost to the end of Paci- of uh, Sunset Boulevard by Pacific Palisades. Is she is she nice? I've heard she's nice, but she has this mouth of a sailor. Like every other word is just like f this, mother effing that. <laughs> so one time, this was great. It's like being on a safari, and you see like a two predators and you're like oh which one's gonna win (laughs) so 
What was Bob Dylan's son's name from the Wallflowers with the really crazy piercing eyes? Jacob. Jacob Dylan. Sure. Because his name is Jacob Dylan. <laughs> I think. Can you just check that? Yeah. I think his name is Jacob Dylan. So long ago, I don't remember when. That no, guy. No clue what that is. But oh, no. I'm the oldest millennial. <laughs> you are. You are indeed. Well, there's three of them, but there is a Jacob Dylan. Okay, Jacob Dylan. Yeah. Put an asterisk if you ever listened to the Wildflowers. Put an asterisk in the in the comments. <laughs> but anyway, he came in and he had some kids with him. He lives in the city. Bob Dylan actually lived in the valley up by Cal State Northridge. But anyway, he came in and Jamie Lee Curtis was just firing off her firecrackers, you know. And he is more of a reserved person, but he looked over very nice. He goes, Miss... Could you uh, just watch the language? I'm here with my kids. And she was like, I don't give a F that you're here with your kids. This you is can, a public you, you place. You can swear on this podcast. It's okay. I know, but what if like, my mom hears me? <laughs> I feel like it added to the story, actually. <laughs> well, then by all means, continue. You know, I don't give an F if you have your children. This is a public place. And if I wanted to go to somewhere where I had it, you know, watch my mouth around children, I would have gone to Chuck E. Cheese. And he goes, they don't have coffee at Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something Bob Dylan's son would say. It was great. (laughs) He's totally hipster. Hipster before hipster was a thing. Another weirdo. Absolute weirdo. And I hope you hear this because you are weird. Oh. Was Michael Keaton? I was gonna say, I remember you telling me a lot of stories on my head. That <laughs> is something. That was something else. That man was interesting. Tell us some Michael Keaton stories. Yeah, sure, let's sure. Hear him. That's a good one. Michael Keaton would bring in rice milk, and this is before all the different kinds of milk, like milk were a thing, right? So we had soy milk <laughs> at Starbucks, and that's it. Okay, mm-hmm. he'd bring in his own rice milk, and then he uh, he'd leave his rice milk where they call out the drinks and go outside and get on his phone he'd always be on his phone so he's on his phone and he came in to get his rice milk and his drink and his drink was cold because he had talked on the phone for so long talked that's a past tense verb i'm correct right talked on the phone yes yes yeah you're nailing it i'm tired i'm very tired (laughs) so he comes in and asks to remake his drink Uh and so they remade his drink and whatever, and he left. The next time he came in, he did the same exact thing, except our manager, Cherry Ann. She was Asian. Really cute. <laughs> Cherry Ann. I wonder if she picked her own name, if it was like a host name. Or... <laughs> but anyway, she walked it out to him and gave it to him. And then next time he came in, he did it again. Except she was like, I'm not walking this out to him. And this time he was pissed Ooh. that he was not given the same consistent service oh my gosh and so every those t- his words yeah consistent <laughs> service so then when he came back again he came in every single day when he came back again he then let us know that he needs to use the phone and that as soon as he's done he needs us to take his rice milk and his drink to him because he uses special milk and it clearly cools off faster than any other kind of milk but this is the kind that he needs to have right so, yeah, he's a weirdo. John Travolta came in one time. Oh, that's dope. I thought, I thought you said he was one of your regulars. No, John he's not Travolta. a regular. Oh. No, no, he lives in Florida. Mm-hmm. So he has a house also in... Gotcha. His house in Florida, he told us that it has like a landing pad or launch pad or whatever, where a runway where airplanes go. Oh, shit. 
And in California, he liked to collect like fixer up or really old cars. So he drove it in this really teeny tiny old Porsche. And I remember seeing him. And I don't know why, but he walked in and I was like glazed over. And everybody else in the store all went to the back and watched what happened from the back, like peeking around the door, like, what's Justin going to do? John <laughs> what? Yeah, I guess he was just such a superstar. That and they're I all felt just like he, fans. they were all just so scared. Like, what if we mess up? Including Cherry Ann, the Asian manager. So they oh, all Cherry. run to the back, and they're all watching me. And he goes, "Hi, can I have a um, triple espresso?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, yes, <laughs> you can." And then he we're goes, Starbucks. And, Hi, uh, <laughs> one of these two. And it was a, one of those brownie bites. Okay. And so, you know, being the good employee that I was, I said, yes, you can have one for 75 cents or you can have three for $1.25. <laughs> you upsold John Travolta. And he goes, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take three. I said, all right. Made him his double espresso, but there's nobody on bar because everyone's all uh, whatever. And then he goes, thank you. Good job. And I said, thank you, sir. <laughs> and then he leaves and they came out like, oh my gosh, you did so good. And then I said, where'd you guys go? They're like, we didn't know what to do. We just went in the back. <laughs> How about your jobs? <laughs> Where he walks in. Paris Hilton came in one time and oh, she got cool. coffee, regular coffee. And she sipped it and she said, that's hot. <laughs> I feel like she just does that to appease people now. She's like, they'll love it when I say this. She goes, that's hot. And who was uh, who was the one you were talking about that, like, the bone-dry cappuccino? Oh, yeah, didn't you say that was... Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, she was the one with the uh-huh. soy bone-dry cappuccino? So she, yeah. So she actually started calling it in. Oh. Yeah. You don't want to waste too much time at the Starbucks. Well, she she did not like how long it took to get coffee. It really bothered her. That's why she would F this and F that all the time. Oh, she was the one from the cousin. Gotcha. And then she'd always park um, at the meter and not put money in because she thought she'd be in and out so fast. So mm-hmm. she always complained that her car's parked at a meter. She didn't put any money in. And we're all like, bro, this is Los Angeles and we all have to park to work and we all feed the meter. Yes. And we're poor. You know, it's it's so funny though when when I hear these stories of these celebrities who, you know, want, you know, to you know be treated like royalty when they come to, you know, the you know, Starbucks, these coffee shops. It's funny, like I almost if I were in that situation, I feel like I would almost like accept that they're just going to be that way and indulge them, you know, with their celebrity status, because I have people who come in every day who are not celebrities. Yeah. I was going to say, and they definitely want to be treated exactly like these celebrities do. So I would almost be more like, okay, well he's a celebrity. That's okay. More Mm. so than the average fucking Joe comes in. The queen comes into my job at least twice a week. (laughs) She visits town at least twice a week. And it comes and visits my shop. That's 
that's literally what I tell people at work all the time. Every single time I deal with some bitchy ass customer, they're usually women. You know, I, I, I always just, after I'm done serving them, you know, thank you. Have a nice day. And I turn to my coworker and I go, I, I wish somebody would tell me the queen was in town. I would have dressed up. I would have been no prepared, idea, you know, <laughs> like every, so it's funny when I hear these stories of these celebrities doing this and I'm like, like well, at least I, they're have, I have nobodies who act like this to me all the time. <laughs> The only difference really is that you know their name and that people actually care to hear how they are. Yeah, touche, touche. When I worked in shoes in Los Angeles, there were only a couple of like regular like celebrities that it was would just come a in. just a store called that Shoes. Help. Just, just shoes. a square gray box <laughs> called Shoes. It was pretty much like that. It was called Echo, but it was just a square tan box, really. It's square. It's a square. It was gray. I guess it was great. After they did the remodel, it was great. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I just know some things. But the first one that would come in all the time was Hector Elizondo. And he's. Who is that? He sounds Hispanic. He's, uh, he is, he's definitely Hispanic. He, he's one of those actors where, like, you'd recognize him if you saw him, but you wouldn't know the name. Oh, is he a character actor? Yeah. Like, did you, you you guys have watched uh, Last Man Standing with Tim Allen? Have you, yes. you watched that with me, right? Mm-hmm. Remember Tim Allen like co-owned the like store with, with the older guy. The older guy, yeah, mm-hmm. the older guy was Hector Elizondo. He was oh, one, he was okay. one of my regulars. And then there was another lady that came in, another like character actress, but she was literally just a character actress because of how old she was and the fact that she was still standing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the rapping grandma. Yeah, the rapping I used, grandma. Yeah, she's really popular in the valley. <laughs> she used to come into um, a restaurant that I served at. It was uh-huh. an establishment where you would sing and serve tables. Yeah. And yeah. That's perfect for you. <laughs> That's literally where you belong. Oh, I worked there a long time. Anybody listening to this was exa- who like lives in the area was exactly really quick for the, for those who may not understand what rapping grandma means. So there was there was a movie called The Wedding Singer with Adam Sandler, uh-huh. yeah. and there's a very famous part in there of this little tiny old lady go, going a hip a hop a hippity, and she starts rapping, and yes. she just has this squeaky it's a little delight. yeah, but she's this like four foot eight like 90 year old woman like she always came in with like this really tall guy that was like her was that her son Uh and like i remember her nose was always she just had that like old person nose drip so she would always just be sitting there where i'd be like uh, getting her shoes and like every like five seconds she had to put like a tissue to her nose to stop the drip (laughs) such a sweet little grandma oh yeah she was a regular of mine came in like every few weeks okay yeah now she's really popular um, in the Valley. You know who circulates that mall a lot too? Do you remember Nina Van Horn? The name sounds familiar. From Just Shoot Me. Oh yeah! Did she so, go in there a lot? Yeah, she yeah she's always in there. And then if she has a son, he's disabled. I think he has um, like muscular dystrophy or something. But um, his name's Mason, and he actually had been to Echo a couple times. He's he's in a wheelchair. Speaks with picture exchange communication. You come in the I ever helped somebody like that, but okay. Well, I, I, I've seen them in there, but yeah. So I don't remember what her real name is, but she's around there a lot. And every holiday season, the Kardashians come. Oh yeah, that's did you guys meet right. the Kardashians? I met the Kardashians. That well, I met, is I met fucking dope. Which ones you meet? Chloe and Courtney, not Kim, <gasps> and the that's mom. Amazing. I love Courtney. Chris, I love her. the mom. So oh, they, the mom is great too. How was she? They, was she a spice bomb? I didn't actually meet a spice bomb. 
Yeah, like, you know. Like your favorite fragrance? <laughs> no. Like, a, you, you know the reference. A spicy meatball. You've heard it many times. No, I've never people heard People say that. No one says that. It's a thing people say. No, it's not. It's a fragrance. Anyway. I've um, never heard of that myself. They would just come in to the store, <laughs> look around, because we were right next door to Nordstrom. So they would come in and look around for, like, Uggs and things like that. Also, uh, Amber Riley from Glee, the black girl. Oh, yeah, I've met her a few times. Yeah, she's in there. For some she, reason, she sounds lovely. Just, I don't no, know. No, actually, she kind of sucks. She just she's kind of snobby. Which one, Amber Riley yeah. or the. No, those are definitely not my experiences. She just but then again, lovely. I met her through my cousin. I just no, got I the feeling not. when yeah. you said her name, and I just. Mm. No, it sounds I, like a very pretty. Like, it it's does. It's a pretty name. It rolls off the tongue, but, you know. I sounds guess like it a just, white girl, actually. I guess it just screams bitch, though, you know, to oh, well, know she did I'm not saying she was a bitch. She was just really dismissive. Mm. Whereas the two girls that she was with were actually asking us questions and whatever. Maybe she just didn't like you. Mm. Maybe it was just literally Maybe. you. I'm easy to like, but I'm easy to dislike too. I don't see it at all. Hashtag if you like me. <laughs> just, hash, <laughs> just a hashtag. I can't, how do I do it? I can't put a hashtag up yet. It's not. For our listeners. It it's not existed yet. Okay, well, later. I'm going to go later and put a hashtag. Okay. Because I do love you. Okay, good. I'm glad. I, <laughs> just a single hashtag. At least one hashtag. No, I just want hashtag, you know, um, hashtag number sign. Didn't you say uh, Selena Gomez came in and yes. your coworker was like, can I please help her? Oh, my. I didn't know who Selena Gomez was. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like right after she like just left Disney. Right, she hadn't come out with a single or anything no, like no, that. No, yet. I don't think she was doing any of that yet. But, um, but it was Justin think... Bieber time. I was gonna say, I think she may have just started dating Bieber. Right. So oh, the good old days. The good old days. I was the manager, and my employee really, really, really wanted to help Selena Gomez. <laughs> so it was funny because we had everything she wanted. But there was like a little nick here, a little something, you know, those customers. Yeah, of course. So we had, we ended up um, sending them all uh, to her. Wasn't she also somebody who was like not very pleasant to be around? Not mean, but just, yeah, not pleasant. Mm. It just felt like everything in her life was a chore. That's that's her, that was her uh, demeanor. Mm. I mean, I I guess. I see it. That one I can see. I guess when you grow up a child star like that, I mean, I guess you really don't know anything else. You know, the mon- you know stuff that's mundane and just whatever to us, I guess, could f- feel like a chore to, you know, these celebrities who grew up in it. You know, if, if it grew up in stardom, I mean, you know. Have you guys met Taylor Swift? I no, have not. I have not oh, met Taylor Swift. Shame. I'd love to meet Tay-Tay. I'm trying to think. I think I met, I met a lot of actors and such, but I don't think I met or saw like any like musical artists per se. Not in Los Angeles, at least. I don't think so either. Now that I, you think I got about to it. see Mike Shinoda walking by my shoe store oh, from Lincoln cool. Park. That's from Lincoln Park. Yeah. yeah. Like, but that's like the. I think that's like the only musical artist I ever saw in Los Angeles. I met the. I think he's the bass player for. <laughs> what is that song? It's times like this you learn to love again. Oh, I know the song, but I I don't know the band. It's a big said. band. Everyone's gonna think we're idiots. We have to find okay. them. Foo Fighters. It was a oh, Foo Fighters. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, I love I'm Foo an idiot. Okay, it was a Foo Fighters. You met the, you met the drummer. Basis. Oh, Basis. And I didn't know who he was. One of the girls who worked there knew exactly who he oh. was. 
<laughs> I met Tech Nine and E40. What's did that? you really? Yeah, I did. When did you do that? At their uh, concert. Well, I didn't meet Tech Nine, but I did kind of meet E40. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like did like the handshake homie thing pound with yeah. Tech Nine as he walked by. Oh, cool. But then I was out smoking a cigarette with my friend, and uh, E40 came out and smoked a cigarette. Oh, how and cool. I got to like kind of chit chat with him a little bit. He had like security with him and stuff. I didn't right, get to like, right. you know, kick it with him. <laughs> but I did get to kind of chit chat a little. And yeah, it was cool. They were both really you know, nice. Oh, that is cool. Oh, I've got a good That's one. Fun. How can we forget about this one? Huh. Um, Andy Dick lived at my house. Oh, that's right. You, oh, my Andy Lord. Dick used to be your roommate. What? Very short time. <laughs> very, what? very short I totally time. What an out-of-this-world roommate to have. Yes. So it, here's how it happened. I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. Just uh, sit back for this one, guys. This is, this is kind of a long one. So when you work <laughs> in the restaurant industry, you do a lot of things like grab each other's butts and stuff. HR nightmare. That's probably why I had a distorted ver- uh, view of what was acceptable in the workplace working at this is a cheesecake factory. I'll say it. I don't even give a care. It's okay. It was in the past. All right. It's in the past. <laughs> so I, I walked by to pinch this girl's butt because she was my friend. And so Andy Dick looks over and he goes, excuse me, young man. Want to come back over here? And I'm like, oh, that's Andy Dick for sure. <laughs> so I was like, Hey. And, you know, chit-chat a little bit. And he drinks. He was drinking just beer. He wasn't getting food or anything. And he kept drinking beer, Hefeweizen. So he kept drinking beer. And eventually, I checked on him a little bit later because the girl who had been helping him had walked away. And he told me how miserable he was. And he got his daughter an iPhone so she could call him. And she never called. It was, like, really, really sad, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, everywhere I go, people just want to use me. I'm like, well, you know what? Go to my house. No one's going to use you. He goes, plus, I told him, if you don't bring anything, we can't use you anyway, right? I'm trying to make light of it. He goes, where do you live? I said, oh, i nowhere near here. You know, I live over in a Porter Ranch at the time. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I gave him my address. <laughs> Smart. No I just way. gave him my address. I didn't think anything of it. I said, yeah, you should come, come over sometime. And I'm like, that'd be cool. We'll have Andy Dick over. Right. It's famous. So I get a text, like, probably a couple hours later from my roommate, Emily, going, hey, well, um, Andy Dick is here and said that you could he could come inside and that you sent him here. <laughs> you were like, like, what the fuck? I, I was like, okay. <laughs> she goes, he has another guy with them and a dog. <laughs> And a 30 rack of beer. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'll be home in like an hour. <laughs> so I get home and he's, you know, a few beers in. He has this scary dog. It's an Italian Mastiff and it's outside of my house now because it's aggressive, I learned. <laughs> and uh, he was, he had the <laughs> gong show on TV because he was on the gong show. And every single time he would do anything on the gong show, he'd let us know, oh, watch what I say here. Watch what I say here. And I was like, oh, this is a sad, sad man. (laughs) Bummer. So anyhow, he doesn't leave. He just stayed with his dog. His dog was named Sue, and it was a male dog. It was a boy named Sue after the song. I think it's a song, right? Yeah. A boy named by Johnny Cash? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he named this dog Sue. And uh, he had his 
his assistant Jorge, who was over, who was also off his rocker. I saw him in a gay porn later down in my life. Later on, the <laughs> he had a gay porn star as an assistant. No, I he totally wasn't a gay porn it. star. He was. He had a guy who had worked for him. Probably fired him eventually, and then years later, he ended up in gay porn, even though he wasn't gay. Oh. Yeah. Well, well you know, I feel like if you're in gay porn, life there takes must you be where a you need to be in there. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done gay porn before, so. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, he stayed for a couple weeks. Uh, there was a couple instances where he'd have a party and the cops would come and he'd like dart into the bathroom, like shove everybody out of the way and like <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so eventually what happened was he had gone to a... Uh, he had gone to a funeral in Marietta, California, okay, which is close to my mom's house. So at this funeral, of course, yes, we could go with him to the funeral. He needed support. And then afterward, we went to Fuddruckers, the hamburger place. Uh-huh. And some girl, one of the employees there, waitresses or whatever, asked if she could get a picture and he goes i do not want a picture please i just came from a funeral i'm not working right now and then she just went come on just get a picture and she went to put her arm around him and he pushed her to like leave him alone and he was wearing a ring that got caught on one of her buttons on her uniform uh-huh. and it popped it open Ooh. yeah there's a lawsuit Uh-oh. so we're about to leave and it was insane how fast this happened. Just cars came up. Um, someone called the news. <sighs> he must have been smoking a cigarette afterward. Just be like, I can't even believe people these days. And that's my, I, my mind is a little foggy, but it was a lot of people. So I hid in an oleander bush because I was literally <laughs> two cities away <laughs> from my mom's house. And I just didn't want me to be on the news as Andy Dick is getting arrested for what they ended up charging or uh, trying to press charges for assault. No, no. Sexual battery. That's what it was. You can Google that. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Sexual battery. <clears throat> so I'm like, I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. So they took him away, booked him. I got in his car <laughs> with Jorge. <laughs> <laughs> This is amazing. You can't make this up. And drove back home, right? Just like, I don't know what's going to happen. At some point, uh, he ends up getting a taxi from Marietta to Los Angeles, which must have been $100, you know. That's okay. He can afford it. Yeah. Taxi cab. He always complained about having to pay all the time, though. (laughs) Of course he did. Let me guess. I'm paying. Or, hey, Andy, do you want any beer? I mean, are you buying the beer? Or am I buying the beer? Like, it was like that. Right. (laughs) So anyway, um, he gets in trouble and they, or I guess they try to figure out what they're going to do with him or whatever. So he can either go to jail or go to a rehab. So he comes back to my house. He's like, they're trying to make me go to rehab. But I said, no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably a year after that song had come out. (laughs) And uh, so long story short, you know, cut the cut the crap. It's already been long. We end up taking him to celebrity rehab uh, with Dr. Drew. His friend <laughs> Drew Carey was going to pay for him, so we drop him off. Okay, and you have to drop him off kind of far, and then the pe- the producers or whatever come. They take him in because they just know where it's at. Right. And a couple hours later, I get a call on my cell phone. And I'm like, oh, it's 
Andy Dick. <laughs> hey, what's up? He goes, hey. And he, she goes, it's a girl. My name is Jennifer Jimenez. I work here at the... And she's an actress, turns out, too. Uh-huh. But she was, like, being part of, like, the integral integrating process. She was, like, the helper. Right. So she said, yeah, I'm calling you because you were the last number dial on this phone. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he is escaped <laughs> escaped from celebrity rehab <laughs> so we're like I'm okay what do we do and she's like well I mean maybe you could find him so Jorge and I get in the car Jorge drove and we found him smoking a cigarette sitting on the sidewalk and we're like alright so you just want to go to jail or and he was like do you know who's in there and we're like no I don't think we're supposed to know who's in there he goes Gary Busey is in there, and he scared me. Oh, my God. That's incredible. And he goes, I do not want to be in there with Gary Busey. I'm not going back. I'd rather go to jail. So we're like, okay, we cannot take you away because then we are, like, assisting in this process. So we had to call back Jen Jimenez. She was in the movie Blow. I think that's, like, her big hit was Blow with Johnny Depp. Which is funny because she was a cocaine addict. <laughs> I so, guess that's why she was great for that role. Yeah. I love that Gary Busey and Andy Dick were in rehab together for just a moment. Just that's, a moment. That's amazing. That's got to be the most fucked uh, up rehab so center. So was the guy, with, the guy who played Kanicki in Greece. He was in there too. I don't remember that's what fantastic. season it was. Well, I was going to say, because this, this, this was a show. Yeah, Celebrity point, right? Rehab yeah, with right. Dr. Drew. It's a show. Gosh. Yeah. So anyhow, they, they ended up negotiating... <laughs> Where he didn't actually have to go to celebrity rehab because it was almost over. Uh-huh. And there was a new series called Celebrity Sober House where you could choose to go into a sober living facility afterward. Uh-huh. And so Andy Dick just had to go to Celebrity Sober House and live there. And that constituted for what he had to do or whatever. So he went to Celebrity Sober House a couple times. <laughs> Let me tell ya, <laughs> I don't think anyone actually went to this treatment to get better. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think everyone goes to this treatment because they are officially has-beens. And they do it for just that little piece right. of stardom again. Because, <laughs> like, um, I'm so bad with names. He was the guy who played the drums for... Whatever one Slash was in. Guns N' Roses? Roses? Okay, yes. Adler. John Adler. I think his name was Jonathan Adler. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Guns N' Roses. So, yeah. Him. Um, It was the last day when everyone's supposed to be, like, going home and whatever, right? And so we're at Celebrity Sober House. And Jonathan Adler is like, I miss my friend Slash. I really (laughs) miss my friend Slash. (laughs) And the cameras are, like, looking at him. I'm like... You haven't cried this out in therapy in your last, like, you know, celebrity rehab and then celebrity sober house now. And there was another time where her name is Nikki McKibben. She was on American Idol season one. Now she's an addict and she was in celebrity sober house. And she was on MySpace looking at her music, MySpace, playing her music, crying because she had an audition coming or something. And she was just so nervous about this audition. And so she was like just crying about it. And uh, there was another one where, uh, oh, so Andy Dick had fallen in love with my one of my roommates, Andrew, this gay kid from I- uh, I- Iowa. <laughs> That's what it was. 
and uh, he, he, I remember him asking me, so how's Andrew? You know, he comes to see me in here, which was a lie. Andrew had never come to see him in there. Right. <laughs> I really miss him very much, and it's going to be different this time. And uh, I really want things to change. And even fucking Jorge, okay, um, had bought a pack of Nicorette, or no, the, the pack patches. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, Nic- the Nicoderm patches. patches yeah. yeah, Nicoderm. And he had opened them, and he had, like, fanned them out, and he looked down at them, shaking his head, look, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm like, since when were you part of Celebrity Sober House? So I figured he's just using this as an opportunity to, like, get into. Right. There's a couple other people in there. There's a guy from uh, Come My Lady, Come Come My Lady, You're You're My Butterfly. Crazy Town. Crazy Town, the singer from that. Shifty? I don't remember the name of the singer. Seth. His name is Seth. I remember now. His name is Seth. He was in there. I don't know what he was doing, but I'm just looking around like none of these people are staying sober because that's not why anybody here came to the sober house. Yeah, that's not why any of them are there. Yeah, there was a really amazing story, though. That was one of them, yeah, for sure. We had a party at her house. Shit. The whole Celebrity Sober House crew came. <laughs> I had no idea. They're asking all these underage drinkers to sign release forms and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> but they ended up not airing any part of that. I think they were trying to use it as like a Sodom and Gomorrah kind of situation. Right. I know, like, if they can come to this party and not drink, you know, maybe they're going to get better. And, um, Yeah. Something was like that. It was interesting. <laughs> wow. That was a journey. LA is a journey. LA is definitely a journey. That's one thing I always say about Los Angeles is you grow. Like you you sure do. You sure fucking do. Well, and not just that, but it's like it th- yeah, it, things are super expensive. You're more than likely going to be homeless at one point. I mean, you were homeless at one point too, correct? Yep. Yeah. Year and a half. Yep. It's just one thing. It's just something you do while you're there. And, uh, <laughs> but the cat, the, like the trade off to that though, is there's always something to do. And yeah. there is, and there is not one time that I have gone to Los Angeles, whether living there or visiting there, that I do not come back with some story to tell. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine what living there for years, you know, does. And that's kind of what adds that pompous attitude that a lot of people from Los Angeles, I feel like, end up having you know it's it's all in los angeles this happened or because like when when you live there at least for me when i would come back and visit friends and i would tell them like oh i was in guitar center and ed helms was there or like oh i did you know background acting on 90210 i met these people whatever it was like i was i was truly just telling it nonchalantly because that's all it was to me was it was just another day of work you know or just another day in los angeles but you don't realize how you know, desensitize you get to that and how not used to that other people are. Mm. Cause I would come back yeah. here and tell those stories and they're like, Oh my God, you met Ed Helms. No, I was next to Ed Helms. But people just get stars in their eyes and they build up people from Los Angeles. And I think that's mm. why you know, there's this arrogance that, you know, comes with living in Los Angeles. 
that you know either people embrace or you know a lot some people do manage to stay humble and you know hold on to that modesty but a lot of people use that and run with it one of my friends was bartending and he met Andy Dick too. Mm -hmm. And he goes, and he gave me his number. I said, he gives everybody his number. Yes. <laughs> and, and he goes, nah, I said, it ends in one, two, three, four. Cause it does. <laughs> yep. And then he goes, Oh my God. <laughs> You really do have his number. <laughs> Everybody has his phone yes. number, bro. Well, like I was at a party once soon after I moved back here. And I remember there was somebody who had also lived in Los Angeles, actually longer than I had, to be fair. But they were living here again. And they were telling some story about meeting James Franco, right? And I mean, one of those situations where <laughs> oh, they're at James the party Franco. and there's like five people around them. And, you know, and they're telling it, you know, yes, yeah, so it's very great. But, you know. You tell him that you were James talking. Franco. Well, that was the funny. Oh, I have a funny story about that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So, but but that was that was the funny thing. Whereas, like, I was taught, like, I was sitting there listening to them, and and I can't. This was years ago. I can't remember. They said something that I just knew was a flat out lie. <laughs> you know, and then I basically got asked, like, "Well, how do you know?" And I was like, "Well, I photo doubled for him for one of his movies, so I got to meet him and work with him." And da, da, and all of a sudden, it was just you saw this person's face just go pale, like, "Holy fuck, I've been." caught <laughs> you know? uh, but like but but again it's it's that you know pompous attitude that just comes from living in los angeles that people try to ride with when they move out of los angeles but what's your what's your story it involves you oh so uh, we had a party mm -hmm. at our house i remember los that angeles. i know exactly what party you're talking about too yeah and uh one of my buddies he's a comedian not famous yet, but he's hilarious. Oh, I do remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He's from uh, Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And he comes up to me and he goes, I don't know if anyone knows this, but Adam looks a lot like, oh, yeah, there's pictures. Okay. Especially now that I have no beard and yeah. uh, no so hair. So Adam looks like James Franco. To some, he's a dead ringer. And he looked actually, I think, a lot more like him when he was younger. So my buddy comes up to me and he goes, Justin... Is that James Franco? <laughs> and I said, Yes. Yes, it is, Michael. <laughs> I remember this. And he goes, Okay. You always impress me, but this time, like, I'm impressed. <laughs> An A-lister. Wow. <laughs> so for that entire night, he just thought my buddy James thought Franco. that James Franco came over because Justin invited him and we're just cool like that. Yeah. And it's funny because he... He ended up moving to the West Side, Los mm -hmm. Angeles. This is literally, I mean, this this is a coincidence, okay? Okay. And so I had a going away party uh -huh. before I left, and Cuba Gooding Jr. was there. Uh-huh. He was just there. Right. At my going away party, and he, like, sang karaoke and whatever. I love Cuba Gooding Jr. So... My buddy Mike, who had moved to the West Side, I hadn't seen him in a long time, heard about that I was going to be leaving and decided to come to the party. <laughs> and he, he walks in and he still thinks that James Franco was at my house. <laughs> and he goes, oh. is this Cuba Gooding Jr. at your motherfucking going away party? Seriously? Like, yeah, and I said, it is. Kid. And he goes, so what happened? I'm like, I called him up. I asked him if he wanted to come and he came. <laughs> Which is a lie. <laughs> he so was this guy just there. Super connected. Oh, That's totally. Great. I am. I mean, 
you know, I'm as connected as a somebody who lived in Los Angeles from age 17 to age whatever. Yes. Well, it was, and, you know. and that's just it. Like, if if you, you know, like just right now, I'm sure there are people listening to these stories and be like, "Holy fuck!" All these stories that Justin has and everything. But again, it's one of those things that comes with the territory. If you live in Los Angeles long enough, you will. Everybody will leave with a story like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every single one. Absolutely. Even living there for just a year and a half, you know, I, I have my own little stories to leave with. But, like, I, I know tons of people who still live there, some who have moved back, and every single one of them have a story like that, you know? Or you move there, you, you leave, you knew somebody who wanted to be an actor, and then you see them in something, you know? Mm-hmm. And those are success stories, and they're very few, and they're very far between. Yeah. But they're still real stories, and they're great. They, they really are. It's But what, what I always tell people, too, though, just as kind of a final note here about Los Angeles, because it, it's still one of those places that everybody wants to move to. And as, as much fun as it might be, you know, the living the Los Angeles life or meeting the celebrities or whatnot, I just I I personally do not think it's worth how much it costs to live there. The amount mm-hmm. of time you spend in fucking traffic there, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I was talking about this yesterday with uh, with uh, Matthew. Uh, I, th- I think it was you I was talking about it with. Where I was like, I worked in Beverly Hills at one point, but I lived in Northridge, so I literally had to dr- spend two hours in traffic to get to the Beverly yeah, Hills area, yep. park two miles away <laughs> because you had to pay for parking in Beverly Hills, and then walk to work. And then walk back the two miles and spend two hours in traffic to where my commute was longer than the shift I worked for, you know. It's like, I I just don't think it's worth living in Los Angeles well, for that stuff. It depends what you're there for, okay? If you're a young person from a small town, mm-hmm. and like I said, you fit five people in a two-bedroom, it totally is for you. You're there for the story. You're there for something different. It's a young person's game or it's a rich person's game. Yeah. You know, but if you're trying to just, you know, make it in this life, you know, live the clock in, clock out, buy a house, have kids. Move I mean, to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, yeah, there are a lot sure. of places that you can move, but it's probably not going to happen for you there. At least not as comfortable as I wanted it to be. Right. I feel you. Well, for uh, coming into this with no subject planned, we sh- we sure as hell had a subject, didn't we? We sure today? did. <laughs> had a subject the whole time. Uh. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> but anyways, so on that note, guys, I think uh, we're about time here. So thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, the, the celebrity stories of Justin. And uh, remember, we have social media platforms you can follow us on. And if you made it to the end of this podcast... Hashtag celebrity in the comments, you know, just hashtag celebrity or just the, the single hashtag. No, that's for me. Sake. That's only I, for me. That's I, I know. Oh, okay. I know. So do that if you, you know, don't care about us, but only care about Justin. I understand. Um, remember, we also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial. And any final thoughts, Matthew? We fucking love you guys. See you tomorrow. Any final thoughts, Justin? No. Cool. All right, guys. Have a lovely night. Bye-bye.